2: Practice instructor and executive director of the Center for Urban Entrepreneurship and Economic Development at Rutgers Business School in Newark, New Jersey. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Lanier Richardson. Good morning, sir. I I a, I, I, I have a lot to say, Donna.
3: <laughs> you do have a lot to say, but I am elated to have the opportunity to talk to you this morning
2: I appreciate that because uh, what you do is what I'm promoting What I'm trying to get people to understand the value of entrepreneurship So off the jump, what is an urban entrepreneur and why are they important? When you when you look at the genre of communication that you're trying to put out there as an instructor At Ed uh, Rutgers Business School, what is an urban entrepreneur?
3: Every day I wake up and think about how to make uh, communities better. So when we think about urban entrepreneurship, we think about it as both place and race, actually, Mm -hmm. and being unapologetic about it. Mm -hmm. So our focus is helping people understand and see value in places where people overlook. And, you know, cultivating entrepreneurial thinking, Fostering economic development projects, really making the connection between entrepreneurship and the important role that entrepreneurs play in revitalizing communities. And so, you know, we started our center now 10 years ago. Congratulations. And the focus initially was around... What was happening in Newark, New Jersey around the Rutgers campus in Newark, New Jersey? Mm -hmm. We, you know, creating more entrepreneurs, helping entrepreneurs own property. I spent a lot of time of late focusing on the impact that these entrepreneurs make in terms of hiring people, paying taxes, you know, really being a champion for entrepreneurs mm-hmm. because people often overlook them. So we need more people thinking about how to start businesses and grow businesses and own property and employ people and contribute to the little league team, you know, <laughs> right. and, and be role models.
2: Right, right. Well, now, the Center for Urban Entrepreneurship and Economic Development, the C-U-E-E-D, what That's exactly right. is that? linear
3: so, so it is. I, I'm happy to chat. It's the first center of its kind in the nation to really integrate scholarship, academic scholarship, mm-hmm. with private industry and government and nonprofit sectors, with the sole purpose of stimulating economic growth and community revitalization in densely populated areas. So our fo- our goal is supporting entrepreneurs. Who want to start businesses in urban environments and try to grow businesses in urban environments and have some impact on how cities will grow? Uh, we spend a lot of time, you know, expi- you know, working with aspiring entrepreneurs or mm-hmm. small businesses and mm-hmm. doing all kind of programs to help them grow, getting them counsel at the business school. You know, we run a lot of capacity building programs. Mm-hmm. The goal really is to help. Business owners grow.
2: Now you you said, you said the word small business. You send the word entrepreneurship. Now you say the word scholar. So what is the difference between you and SCORE and the SBA?
3: No, I'm glad you asked that. So. uh... Our business school is mm-hmm. really anchor as an anchor institution in Newark, and many of the mm-hmm. larger universities around the country see themselves. And more people are starting to talk about them as anchor institutions. Mm-hmm. So my goal is to open the door of the anchor institution to help entrepreneurs grow. Right. And it really is is and we. So if a government official wants to announce a new program, I invite them into the university. Yes, sir. Yes. If SCORE wants to consult with with some entrepreneurs, I can help give them some space in the university to be able to do that. A room. Mm-hmm. So we're sort of Switzerland in some respects too, with a clear mission of just helping people grow, and we work with all type of entrepreneurs, the folks who are just starting out to companies that are, you know, really, uh, you know, trying to grow. You know, we had Richie Lou Dennis at our campus about, uh, you know, uh, two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. So we go from, you know, the mom-and-pop startup who's who's operating the restaurant down Mm -hmm. the street or the print shop or the PR firm Mm -hmm. to, you know, some of the billionaire now entrepreneurs or aspiring or close to being billionaire entrepreneurs uh, that we all know and respect, and we try to connect them.
2: That's the, the whole thing, I, I just want to break it down a little bit because when you hear the word entrepreneur, you hear the word small business, It almost like a, a it's like a cloud. Okay, yeah. okay, can I? Because everybody really works on the cycle that they just want a normal job. They want to come where, right. and when you try, how do you start? You know, there are dreamers. There are people who dream with no plan, which mostly why most businesses fail. They just want to start something without a business plan. What is the first thing? Is the business plan the key? Does getting a business launched correctly.
3: So you know it's interesting. I, I joke now that entrepreneur is now the cool word. So I know. Uh, if, if, I, <laughs> if I walk in, uh, you know, I heard a guy you know say he's uh, you mm-hmm. know walked into a bar and said I'm an entrepreneur, or you know some people say if you don't have a job now you just say I'm an entrepreneur, right? Mm-hmm. So I I make it used to be self employed. It used to be self employed. I'm entrepreneur. It's the cool word now, right? <laughs> But for me, it's about you know having. A is solving a problem mm-hmm. that can generate a profit. Right. And so I am very specific about this. Now, there are all types. There's social entrepreneur. One of my colleagues and the co-director of my center Mm -hmm. spends a lot of time on focusing on social entrepreneur, and I call myself a social entrepreneur sometimes as well. But really, the focus of entrepreneurship is solving a problem. I initially want to see what's the the problem you solve, what's the need that you're going to fulfill, Mm -hmm. and can you do it in a way that can generate profit? Because if you can't generate a profit, you won't you know you won't survive long not long and it's not repeatable and you can't scale it and you can't raise capital against it so you got to figure out how either to generate a whole lot of revenue you know like a la amazon mm-hmm. or or you know as quickly as possible i always tell especially entrepreneurs of color mm-hmm. that we got to figure out how to how to make you know make a profit I had a good friend who opened a restaurant recently, and I'm very, very uh, happy about encouraging him, being sort of a champion for his restaurant, but every day that I talk to him, if I send him a text, I say, be profitable. I hope you're being profitable. Great food, mm-hmm. but be profitable. Mm-hmm. A lot of people coming in, great Facebook and Instagram, mm-hmm. be profitable. <laughs> right, right. I knew exactly
2: what you talk about. I had a comedy club like that. I worked yes. in, that was lives around the corner, but boy... The profitability was really break even, and that's a really frustrating world that exists because you go, if I'm packed and I'm not making money, what am I doing wrong? And I was doing a lot of things wrong.
3: Man, I can't agree with you more. So, I have, I, you know, I started my career as a lawyer. My parents were ent- have been entrepreneurs mm-hmm. for 40 years. Mm-hmm. I started my career as a lawyer. I uh, worked for a few years as a lawyer and I saved about $70,000 and I started my own business. Right. And I realized that I was building, I was developing real estate in urban neighborhoods. It's always been my passion to, you know, do work in the communities that, you know, I grew up in. And what I remember one day is I had this project that at the beginning, it looked like I would generate about $400,000 of profit. Right. But at the end, it took me about three years to make that and a whole lot of hours. And I remember one day toward the end of the project, I was maybe a Saturday afternoon, I was at my desk. And I did the math and I said, man, you know what? I probably made $8 an hour, right? So I'm like, wow, I got to figure out a way to get in high margin, Mm -hmm. high profitable industries so that I can survive and grow and have the lifestyle that I wanted.
2: Um, We're talking to Lanier Richardson. He's the professional practice instructor and executive director of the Center for Urban Entrepreneurship and Economic Development at Rutgers Business School in Newark, New Jersey. We'll be back with more. because You know, I'm cool because I'm I'm, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm cool, man. Don't throw no shade my way. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be right back with more From Rashawn McDonald and Money-Making Conversations,
1: don't touch that dial.
2: Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald. You're listening to Money-Making Conversations. On the phone is the professional practice instructor and executive director of the Center for Urban Entrepreneurship and Economic Development at Rutgers Business School in Newark, New Jersey. How you doing, Lanier Richardson?
3: All right. I'm doing great
2: today. You know, the thing about it that when we left, you know, I always try to keep things at a certain energy level because if you if you if you're too serious, then people don't get the information. Yeah. And when I when I look at the things I always like to tell people that I failed. And because right. you don't want to think that world that you're talking to somebody who's perfect, because if you if you're perfect, how can you help people who make mistakes? Yeah. And people in small business and entrepreneurship field because of the world of social media i tell everybody that they are a brand they are really yeah. uh, a small business because they have to once you start communicating in public then you're telling you're selling something yeah and it, which also creates a lot of no alls also creates a lot of i want to get there quick the viral success story yeah. how do you avoid that when you're talking to people when they can go look at what they did look at what they did
3: So I think it's organized, consistent, you know, persistent effort, Mm -hmm. and it's Mm -hmm. finding industries that have uh, a high probability of success. So, Mm -hmm. you know, lately, you know, a conference I want to figure out how to do with you is this, like, next-generation business idea. Yes, sir. I, I love good food, so I love people opening new restaurants right. I know construction, I know you know people with janitorial supply businesses mm-hmm. or or human resource businesses, but I actually want to do a, spend more time thinking about next generation you know mm-hmm. uh, what what are the hot industries mm-hmm. and have more people think about being entrepreneurs in those growth industries mm-hmm. you know virtual reality artificial intelligence, mm-hmm. you know, you mentioned marketing, content marketing, drone footage, mm. 3D printing, you know, I'll, I'll even, you know, now there's all these conversations around legalized and medical marijuana to be, you know, right. so, solar power, Right. Bitcoin, driverless cars. So it's right. all these industries, healthcare, mm-hmm. all these industries that... I feel there's opportunities for entrepreneurs then, and especially entrepreneurs of color need to be thinking about what's next. I know we all like, uh, you know, Spread, you know, sharing our family's <laughs> recipe for, you know, uh, caramel cake, right. or we all, you know, have, you know, the ability to, you know, uh, visualize and execute a construction project. Right. But I'm trying to now say, well, what are the entrepreneur, entrepreneurial opportunities that are future focused? That are going to create jobs and create wealth, where, where people of color and, and new entrepreneurs starting out in general should be thinking, "Hey, if I get into this industry and really learn it and find a need, I can figure out a way to generate a profit."
2: Well, do you? That sounds like you have a like you're you're creating a Shark Tank. Is uh, are you just saying that that's what you like to have? come to you now you want to you want to get behind the because you know let me tell you something you gonna always need somebody to clean so janitors not going anywhere yes, you gonna always right, need right. get open that car wash come on my man yes. just a bucket yes, of water oh, you know oh, absolutely right. you know and we gonna cook now we gonna cook we just yes. talk about that urban community we're gonna stick with the basic but when you start talking about drones you like my daughter she made my birthday cake with 3d printing he said, "Dad, I hope you like this a exactly. little bit." She used a three D printer to, to create it, you know. <laughs> right, right, and so, right. so I know exactly what you're talking about. When you're talking about, you know, when you talk about, you know, cars that are driving themselves, where are we thinking about that? Are we right. still on the subway, on the bus? You know,
3: right? And I, again, I just want us to start thinking, thinking about it, and trying to find opportunities there. And again, not so. You know, at our center, we've helped you now over four hundred entrepreneurs. Right. Seventy mm-hmm. percent uh, of which are people of color. Yes, Sixty sir. plus percent are women. Yes, sir. And it's it's every day from again the local print shop to the restaurant. To you know the small trucking firm, and now we're starting to work more with entrepreneurs who are starting technology companies and mm-hmm. inventors and scientists. So it's not you know figuring out how to make an honest living and doing it in a way that that that, it, that you can be passionate about and you can you know generate revenue and support a family and and do it in a way that's independent is the goal. So no, there's no such thing as a, a in my opinion as a legitimate profitable bad entrepreneurial venture. Right? If it's illegitimate or illegal, it's bad. And if it's not profitable, in my, my mind, it's not sustainable. But if it's legal and it's serving a need and it's generating profit, you know, I'm not judging it. What I, I'm simply suggesting is there's a whole lot of industries mm-hmm. and a whole lot of opportunity that I love people of, of more entrepreneurs and specifically more entrepreneurs of color to think about how can I generate a revenue on creating a business in 3D printing or in drones usage mm-hmm. or virtual reality. You know, I'm playing video games all day. Mm-hmm. Can I figure out a way to generate some business that's in Economic some way platform. related to that industry? Right. That's right. It, uh, some way related to that industry. Now, it's a, uh, that,
2: here's, here's something interesting is that is that women, the female population, is starting yes. to become the dominant voice in entrepreneurship.
3: Why is that? Yes. Why is that? Well, you know, look, I am excited about, you know, uh, sort of the women empowerment yes. uh, movement in entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm telling you, every month I see a woman empowerment
2: <laughs> conference. <laughs> yes, yes. And,
3: and, and I'm happy that to see women you know, figuring out how to articulate their business strategy, mm-hmm. figuring out how to generate revenue, figuring out how to, you know, solve a need, you know, using the creative and, and and intuition to be able to grow a business. I just think, you know, now is the time. And so I love to have them in our business school uh, you know, courses and in our the programs that we run. They bring in energy and it's fun now to see them generate revenue. And, and still be supporting a family to generate revenue, and still be active in community. Uh, it's a it's a fun time to 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 be an entrepreneur, and, and for me as a sort of a champion and a cheerleader for entrepreneurs, I, 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 I you know I'm, I applaud the sisters who are doing good work.
2: Now you lead the Center for Urban Entrepreneurship and Economic Development. It's called the CU. EED at Rutgers University, right. which is in New York, right. New Jersey now it's that's going right. on ten years. Is this any
3: yes. place else Lanier? So you know look we're excited um, we are just starting to do some work in Memphis. I do work in Chicago mm-hmm. uh, I've done work in in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Again any place where there's uh, a community that's looking for how can the university open its doors mm-hmm. and support entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and, and have measurable results? Again, over 70% of our entrepreneurs are people of color. Mm-hmm. 80% are still in business. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, there's a national rate that says 50% of small businesses fail after five years. We mm-hmm. have rates that are 80% of these businesses are still surviving. Mm-hmm. They're generating more than a million dollars of revenue. Mm-hmm. They're increasing profits. You know, They're hiring people and doing deals together. So, you know, our goal, you know, our first 10 years is focused specifically on, on Newark and New Jersey. Mm-hmm. But we're hoping that the next 10 years of our work, we might partner with another university, maybe an HBCU or another Big Ten University mm-hmm. to, you know, expand both our curriculum and our philosophy about how to work with and grow entrepreneurs of color and entrepreneurs in a, a inner city area that can help it Revitalize.
2: Well, you're hitting all the right right buttons with me. 18 to 34, the entrepreneurship generation, HBCU schools. You know, I'm considered uh, the mentor for the uh, yes. generation, the voice of that generation yeah. because of the fact that I'm reaching out and then I provide yes. a, a resume that says I'm the real deal. And with Absolutely. that being said, you, I want to I want to let you know the doors open. You know, oh, and that's I why I invited you on the show. I heard about the program through Kate Lucas, told me about it, and I immediately yes. had my staff jump on and say, we got to bring this guy on because you're paralleling exactly what I want to say. So it has to, it has to be told to the HBCU campus. That's why I'm so happy that I'm on HBCU XM channel 142 now. So I'm directly communicating them. that My show runs twice a week on uh, HBCU channel channel 142 on XM series. So, so know that when you're talking to me, the word is being put out there. So please tell anybody how they can get in touch with you at the website so we can lock this down and just start that parade of information.
3: Absolutely. So the easiest way to get in touch with me, my email is just lanier, L-Y-N-E-I-R mm-hmm. at gmail.com. L-Y-N-E-I-R at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. I'm at the Rutgers Center for Urban Entrepreneurship and Economic Development. If you just... Uh, Google Rutgers and C-U-E-E-D, mm-hmm. and you'll see all of our programs. Mm-hmm. I didn't get a chance to mention we have programs for entrepreneurs who are creatives and technology entrepreneurs right. and mm-hmm. filmmakers, mm-hmm. so youth entrepreneurship programs. So please, I uh, would love to, to tell one of your listeners more and, and be helpful <laughs> in any way that we can.
2: Well, that's the key because of the fact that it is an expansive program, and the word entrepreneurship is such a layered term. And because of the fact that people use it in such a cavalier, and it bounces between small business and entrepreneurship. And it really is a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle that you choose. And because of technology, it's providing you with such immediate information. And the fact that you're doing it, 10 years and now you're starting to carry it out to different campuses please let me know so i can help promote you and and market what you're doing through my social media platforms and my fan club platform which is over three hundred thousand people lanier i want to thank you for being on my show my friend
3: Uh, hey i really appreciate the opportunity and i hope to get invited back
2: you will be you you, you're entrepreneurship king come on cut (laughs) thank you